The In Between Fantasy Football Podcast, Season 4. Let's go, baby. Yeah. There was a time I had trouble talking about it Congratulate them, we know they doubted Somehow we made it up out of the pit Back against the wall, never quit Traversing through each obstacle Show a non-believer what's possible Let nothing they could do stand In between me and my wildest dreams Let's go Nothing that come at us could come in between Life gave me the worst Yet my side grew so green We've been down in the dirt Been tossed in the trash But I never strayed from my path When we're gone we ain't looking back Maybe we were all way too high Maybe that's our fault It's gonna be a crazy time But it's gonna be a fun time Life is boring if you don't take some chances And do some things outside the box Your destination for both some feel good lifestyle advice And some fantasy football advice All right, all right, all right. It is Tuesday, January 10th, 2023, baby. The fantasy football season, it might be over, but the in-between fantasy football podcast is just beginning, guys. Seth Wilcock back with you tonight. I'm joined by a man who not only hates college football, hates Canadian football, hates XFL football, UFL football, and European football, along with the book publisher, Scholastic. Guys, give it up for the one, the only, one of the most toxic people around, Nathan Polvote. Nate, how are you today? The season uh, that we call fantasy football, it is over, but the NFL playoffs, they just begin. That was such a kind intro, man. I don't even know how to follow that up here. Like, to be clear, I don't hate any of those things. And I'm starting to get back into college football, so I'm excited for the playoffs, man. This is the time of year where absolutely anything is possible. Uh, bummed about that stinker of a game last night because I was really rooting for TCU. I agree, man. I agree. We were on your pl- player profiler show just before that. I, yeah. I was riding TCU, so uh, didn't win any money last night, but we are going to help the people win some money during the playoffs. We have our best playoff bets, including our Super Bowl predictions, some prop bets in there as well that I'm really excited to get to, Nate. Uh, also, have Black Monday reaction. It was kind of a quieter yes. Black Monday than we've seen in years past, um, but there were some firings that will impact fantasy teams moving forward, whether you're playing Dynasty Fantasy Football or Redraft, so something to keep in mind as well. And then we're going to round it out with our guy Kyle Scott, coming in the fearless audio editor here in a game of ring of fire as always we appreciate kyle riding shotgun with us here kyle how are you doing tonight in the back end buddy i'm doing good you guys are sounding fantastic so far that's what i like to hear that's what i like to hear also like to hear from the ibt family tonight guys we already got brad in the chat before we went live and also my man albert good to see you both always appreciate you if you guys are new to the channel, welcome in, welcome in. We're just getting getting the party started here in the new year uh, with some feel-good lifestyle advice and some fantasy sports analysis. Um, guys, if you want to give us a thumbs up on this video, subscribe to the channel if you aren't already. It really does help us, so we greatly appreciate it. And Nate, let's go ahead and jump right into it here with some front and center. Sometimes taking that first step out the door is the hardest thing to do. Front 
center. All right, front and center. Let's get into Black Monday, Nate. It was kind of a quieter one, but we've already seen three head coaches fired so far this season during the season. Nathaniel Hackett from the Broncos, Frank Wright of the Colts, and of course, Matt Roll, our Penn State guy here um, from the Carolina Panthers. But it was headlined by Cliff Kingsbury, fired by the Arizona Cardinals. And this kind of just felt like a mutual parting, if we're being honest. He looked peeved off half the time on the sideline, didn't ever really look like in his uh, tenure there that he ever got along with Kyler Murray. Just one playoff appearance for him in his tenure here, Nate. The top candidates to replace him are Shane Stryken of the Eagles offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey, of course, from the Buffalo Bills, and Vance Joseph already on the staff there. What were your overall takeaways from Cliff exiting the building in Arizona? He's obviously leaving a very rich man. And how do you think this impacts the Cardinals? Well, I think it's interesting in that they owed him so much money still and they disliked yeah. him so much. And we talked about this last night that they just, they let him walk. So how bad does this organization feel like he was a and B Steve Keim retired. So they're almost starting from scratch and it actually sounds like they're looking for a GM first. Um, they're interviewing a former giants GM. I think they're trying to set it up for sometime next week. My overall takeaway from this is that the team probably isn't going to be much for fantasy over the next couple of years. Cause I mean, let's be honest when you lose your coach and your GM and your starting quarterback might not be available for the first half of the season, you've got some work to do. Uh, I think that hurts everybody in that offense, except maybe no, it hurts everybody. I don't think there's anybody that it's good for. Yeah. I mean, Cliff, Cliff did have some questionable play callings that we, as we've seen with Deandre Hopkins over the last few years, However, he still got the job done for fantasy more times than not, especially this season. Albert asking in the chat, do we expect New Hopkins to get traded this offseason? And then Hoovtube, uh, QB1 over there, Hopkins to New England. He's saying, I could absolutely see Hawk Hopkins mm -hmm. getting uh, sold at this point. He's owed a lot of money. He's an expensive wide receiver. He was good a while on the field, but he still is always an injury risk. Nate, do you think if you're a dynasty manager, are you expecting some movement for DeAndre Hopkins this offseason? I mean, given what I just said about this team likely going into full rebuild mode, yeah. Why would you hold on to an expensive wide receiver? You're not necessarily looking to win. You're looking to acquire draft picks more than anything next season, I think. That's how I'm looking at it as an incoming GM is, okay, this is a mess. We need some youth. The way that we do that is through the draft. We do it in this draft. We do it in the next draft. If you can win four or five games, great. You don't need a dynamic player like Nuke. You can get picks for him. Plain and simple. Yeah, I mean, they have guys, too, who did provide Greg Dortch, Trey McBride, um, mm -hmm. all, all of those players, Rondell Moore as well, if he can stay on the field. So th there is some opportunity for this Cardinals offense, but maybe we do see Nuke being moved. Um, if you guys want to move off him now, I wouldn't advise that probably in Dynasty. I'd probably wait a couple months because his value is not going to get worse than it is now, in my opinion. It can only get better. So I'm holding on to him right now in Dynasty. And for redraft, we'll see how this shakes out, who's the quarterback to start the year. Brad's in the chat. He's thinking that maybe Dallas makes some sense or New York Giants. So that's really, you know, I, I like both those ideas. I could see that helping out those offenses. Don't know if either one of those teams, though, will pay for Nuke at this point in his career um, with that contract. Also said he liked him to go to Jacksonville. I like the Jacksonville call, Brad, but Nate, I don't think that happens with uh, recently acquiring Calvin Ridley, although that would be a stacked receiving core. Zay Jones would be there for. I mean, are we sure Calvin Ridley's going to play again? 
Uh, yeah, just because they acquired his contract doesn't mean that he's really, why wouldn't he, man? He's healthy. It's I, all we'll good. See, I mean, we'll see, we'll see. But no, either way, it doesn't really make sense. Giants, maybe. maybe. I'm hot on Ridley, man. I'm but, stashing him. I got him stashed in a couple of places. So I, I, uh, I wish the man well. We got DD in the chat saying, "Sorry, she hasn't been around for the last few episodes. She's been busy with the new jobs, but happy she made it tonight." DD, greatly appreciate you tuning in tonight. Thank you so much. I uh, hope the new job's going well for you. Nate, outside of Arizona, Lovey Smith fired by the Houston Texans as well. Top candidates to replace him, D'Amico Ryan, that would be really fun from the 49ers. Jonathan Hannon from the Eagles defensive coordinator. And then again, Shane Striking, the Eagles offensive coordinator. Is there one of these candidates that entices you uh, that could maybe turn this team around? Obviously, they're probably going to get a quarterback at that number two pick, whether that's C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, or Will Levis is yet to be determined. Right. I don't know. There, there seems to be this plague as of late of these coordinators with no head coaching experience coming into these teams and just really not doing super well. So, no, I, I think for some of these teams, I think Arizona needs to go after a veteran. They need a veteran head coach. The Kime and Kingsbury both being gone at the same time makes me think they might think they have a shot at Peyton if they give him full control, which I think could be interesting in Arizona. It's a warm climate for an older guy. Like, what more could you want? It's like half retirement, right? Um, I don't know. Not, I, not not NFL head coaching, I'll tell you that. But I think weather for sure. I think for, I think for me, it's Demeco Ryan. I I think that's probably the most exciting hire that any of these teams can make. That's not an established head coach. Yeah, yeah. I I do wonder like how much of D'Amico Ryan's success, I mean, he is a great head coach, but how much of that success does stem from having a great defense in place, already kind of having a system there as well before Bob Sala moved on. So something to keep in mind there, but uh, yeah, I, I would prefer uh, D'Amico Ryan, but I think Strykin's going to get hired somewhere too, but I just love Nick Sirianni so much. I don't know how good the other coaches are. Just be, you know, I, I just don't know as much about it. I'm sure they're great Fair. coaches, but um Nate, in other news here, Denver, they're also looking at candidates, D'Amico Ryan, Dan Quinn, Jim Harbaugh, and Raheem Morris, the Rams defensive coordinator. Obviously, this is kind of a bigger poll they're pulling from. Sean Payton added to this list as well that they've spoke to. So Sean Payton, Jim Harbaugh, those are the sexy uh, additions here. Nate, if they can grab one of those guys, Dan Quinn, obviously established, and Raheem Morris uh, really putting himself on the map this season for the Rams struggling team but the defense it didn't waver too often how do you feel about your denver broncos nays there one candidate that sticks out to you well what i think is interesting there have been reports in the media here today and i think a little bit nationally that the broncos have already told the saints like we'll give you what you want they've already discussed a trade package to get peyton's contract so i think that's kind of where this franchise is going i think the walton family and Penner, I think what they want to do is they want to make a splash because CU just did. They just brought in Coach Prime. And that's all anybody can talk about. The Broncos are almost like non-existent in the yeah. news right now. Yeah, absolutely. So, and there's been a lot of talk in local media about that, about how, okay, balls in your court, Broncos. CU's been awful for years. And they went out and got Deion Sanders. What are you going to do? I think their push is for Sean Payton. I think that that's where they see everything going. They're going to do some of these other interviews for – to fulfill requirements, if you will, um, do their due diligence with guys like Dan Quinn, Jim Harbaugh, Demeco Ryans. But ultimately, I think it comes down to it's probably going to be Sean Payton. And if it's not Sean Payton, then it's Dan Quinn. And not to speculate too much here, Nate, but 
if Sean Payton is the head coach here, does he have another redemption story? Can he redeem Russell Wilson like he did Drew Brees and kind of sit, salvage his career? Or is this a situation where you're still hands-off in fantasy come August despite who the head coach is? Um, Russell Wilson at this point probably going at the back end of drafts, maybe almost undrafted. Well, a little more buzz will get around him again if Sean Payton's there. But how, how are you valuing, valuing guys like Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, um, and, of course, Cortland Sutton? Well, you know how I feel about Tim Patrick. I think he's one of those like late round guys you can get, or you'll probably be able to pick up off free agency the first couple weeks of the season and redraft. But target him value right now in dynasty. You can get him for like a fourth round pick. It's pretty silly for what his upside is. Um, I'm actually excited because Russell Wilson had 28 and 30 points in his last two games with a new head coach. And actually, now that I'm looking at it, this is a scoring in my wacko chaos league. So he might have scored more if I went to a normal PPR league. He played better the last two games. He looked more efficient. He looked more comfortable. And it looked like an offense he actually liked running. Um, and that's what Peyton has said he would do. Just how to, Bad how look fix- for Nathaniel Hackett, my friend. Bad look for Horrible him. look. But so, we all knew this. We all knew this. I, I don't know. I, I, I think there's still a lot to be determined. I would still probably invest in Jerry Judy next year. You know, he was great. He he was averaging over 16 points per game when healthy this season, Jerry Judy. He could have been a low-end wide receiver one if he played all season. So I will be investing in Jerry Judy here come uh, 2023, Nate. And I'll probably also be investing in Tim Patrick. I don't know about Cortland Sutton, though. I think he's going to creep up there a little much right now. We don't have any underdog ADPs out, but I'm sure we're going to get those in the next couple weeks. Yeah, yeah, we should. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how things, especially for dynasty purposes, how ADPs and startups change here with all of this going on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Last one, major news for head coaching here. Steve Wilkes is interviewing with the Panthers. Nate, you've kind of been vouching for uh, Steve Wilkes to get this job as well. Are you interested in Steve Wilkes being the head coach, and do you think it gives us any value? You are a Carolina Panthers stand, though. Like, did you – like? You backed them. You 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 wanted the that was one of your best bets earlier in the season. Oh, well, not earlier in the season, but a couple weeks ago as well. So, are you back in on the Panthers if Steve Wilkes is the guy? Yes, but here's the problem: he's not going to get the job because if he had gotten them to the playoffs, he'd have gotten the job. He didn't push him through. I'm glad they're interviewing him, and if he does get the job, like that, that's fantastic. I think he will do well with this offense. I think we saw this team kind of start to find an identity towards the end of the season. I'd like to see him be able to carry that on. So should he get the job? I mean, I'm not like hyped, not like Sam Darnold QB one, but like Sam Darnold back in QB two, QB three. It's going to be interesting what they do at the quarterback position, honestly, because they're going to go get someone. I don't think they're going to roll in with Sam Darnold again. Right. But who that is, I'm not totally sure if it is a Jimmy Garoppolo. A De- I could see Derek Carr. Honestly, Derek Carr kind of makes a lot of sense to me. Um, I think Carr's going to end up in New York. but we got. Uh, we, we, so this is Brad. Brad is a, a Panthers fan. Is that correct here, Nate? He's a very big Panthers fan. Okay, yeah. Brad Bolt in the chat saying, uh, Steve Wilkes, D'Amico Ryans, Ken Dorsey, or Ben Johnson for me is who I'd like to see. Uh, Brad Johnson, of course, a huge Panthers fan, Australian Panthers fan, so just dope all around. Um, I like Ben Johnson, honestly, out of that group. I think Ben Johnson can really coach. Ken Dorsey would probably be my two. So I do agree with 
Brad here. Um, regardless, they do need an, a new offensive coordinator. Um, Nate, what's some of the minor news around the NFL? Um, just to note, Falcons defensive corner, cor, cor, uh, defense coordinator Dean Pease, re- longtime guy there, retires. Uh, so just something to note there. Falcons defense could regress here in 2023. Joe Woods out as the Cleveland defensive coordinator. And this was like long overdue. They have some stellar players on that defense, but the last two years, they haven't been nearly as, as good as they should be. Gerard Mayo is the first uh, candidate interviewed over there. I like that higher a lot. If that is yeah. uh, what comes to fruition. God, see, this is when you start to feel old when these guys you grew up watching and like, remember getting drafted, start getting these coaching jobs. And you're like, but why? I remember when you, I, that's a really good hire. Uh, we got the Joe Woods experience, Joe Woods experience in Denver a few years back as DC. It wasn't great. And I don't know how he held on to that job that long in Cleveland. Cause like you said, they had pieces and parts and they just never really got there. Yeah, I'll, I'll be excited to see what uh, Gerard Mayo, if he does get the call, um, what he can do there as well. Um, last minor news here, Nate. Titans, they do fire offensive coordinator Todd Downing. I think this is a – they're going to get an upgrade here. And if Rabel is the guy and he is not going to leave for another college job, Ohio State's the one that's kind of getting rumored out there. He's an Ohio fuck, so uh, makes sense there. Um, but – are you excited for what the Titans offense can be in the future here? Probably no Ryan Tannehill. They could move off him uh, this off season as well. Well, I'll be interested to see what they do in the interim. They have to move off of Tannehill. He had one good season. He's been a hindrance to this offense for the most part. They have no passing game, but you can't hand the keys to Malik Willis next season. Can you? No. So what do you do? You maybe go after Derek Carr, like a one or two year deal. I think that Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, like same yep. tier, make a push at Geno Smith if he isn't going to get signed by the Seahawks quickly. Even like, like there actually has been some rumors out there. Like the, the first rumors I'm hearing, just because I am a little more plugged into some Packers news, um, that Aaron Rodgers, if he is on the move, it could be to Tennessee. I don't project that to happen. I think he's, we talked about it last night. I think he stays in Green Bay, but. I think they're going to be aggressive here. They, they have a win now mentality. Derrick Henry only has so long left of being an elite running back here, Nate. So I think they're going to do whatever they can to uh, upgrade that quarterback position and the offensive coordinator as well. Well, they have to. And like you said, Mike Vrabel wants to win. So if he sticks around, this team's going to do whatever they can. And Tennessee's got a good ownership group. And those fans are very lucky because this group is trying to do everything they can to win. The Tannehill acquisition at the time, we all laughed, but it panned out for him for a couple of seasons. Uh, the A.J. Brown move probably wasn't such a great move, but they got Traylon Burks. So, I mean, for the most part, this organization makes good decisions, and I expect them to move on from Tannehill, which we'll see if he lands somewhere. Tampa Bay, I hear, might be looking for a quarterback. Yeah, I think it's a couple of years before the Titans are good again. But I yep. think once they get Malik Willis in the role – that they want him. And I think that might be a pretty explosive offense. I'm there with you, Nate. Um, that's going to do it for us for, for the news section of the show. Let's go ahead and move into headline hijinks. Want to again, thank all the IBT family for tuning in. If you guys are new to the channel, please hit that subscribe button. Let's jump in here. <laughs> All right, headline hijinks here. Tonight, Nate, I want to talk about our favorite NFL postseason bets. And we're going to turn this into our Between Bets article, which is going to be out on the site, a new series coming for you guys this offseason. So excited to get into that. 
Nate, let's talk postseason bets because right now, at least I was checking out DraftKings today and a couple of my other smaller local books, and there was some really good opportunity out there. What was your favorite bet looking around here, and did you like what you saw in the market overall? Obviously, Vegas always wants to win, so it is what it is, but there's always some good things you can find. Every week, I, I find bets that I like. Uh, I'm going to start off my favorite one. It's a jacks of all trades. It's a same-game Jacksonville special parlay. There's two bets on this one. It's really super simple. It's Trevor Lawrence, 275 plus passing yards, Etienne, one plus rushing touchdowns. It's plus 300 odds. This Jacksonville team has been playing very well. And I really believe that if they're going to win this game, they're going to have to do both of these things. Lawrence is going to have to have a 300 yard passing game and they need to get Etienne going and he's need, he's going to need to be effective in the red zone. It depends for me what what kind of Chargers defense we get. Honestly, the Chargers defense has been spectacular as of late. So I am a little worried that maybe we don't see the the big game out of T-Law that we've seen earlier in the season. Um, But I understand the call here. Um, This is over on DraftKings, I take it? Of course, of course. I thought that was assumed. My bad. Okay. Nope, nope. All good. All good. All right. I like that first one there. So that's specifically you're targeting a wild card matchup here. I'm going to go a little bit more longer term in the uh, playoffs with my first bet here. I'm going to go with my headline cash money cash CMC to lead playoff rushing. This is over on DraftKings as well. Plus 500 for Christian McCaffrey to have the most playoff rushing yards among all active players. This uh, right now he leads the group. He is the favorite, and I think it's for good reason, guys. He's over Josh Allen plus seven hundred, Miles Sanders plus eight hundred, uh, Joe Mixon and Jalen Hurts at plus one thousand. Nate, how do you feel about this one? the The reason I went with it is because last year the the 49ers, they were really good when they ran the ball in the playoffs. Average one hundred thirty eight yards in those first two games. Came back against the Rams in the NFC Championship game. Ended up uh, ended up only rushing for 50 yards. Got spanked in that one. So I think they want to keep Brock Purdy away from making mistakes. What's the best way to do that? Hand the ball to Christian McCaffrey as much as you can. This is why you go out for a guy like Christian McCaffrey. He's a dynamic playmaker. He's a queen on a chessboard is what Christian McCaffrey is, guys. And right now, the Seahawks are a great matchup for running backs. Top five on the season for RBs. And the Vikings also a plus matchup as well um and that could be who their divisional round uh, opponent is so nate how do you feel about cmc here in the playoffs well everything that you just said this is why you go out and get a guy like this and they're in a situation where you don't want to put all this in your rookie quarterback's hands as good as brock purdy has been this is different this is the nfl playoffs these teams come to play so yeah i i'm on board with you and this is a team that makes a deep run I don't even think they need to get to the Super Bowl for this to be true. I think if they play two games in the playoffs, this, yeah. this will end up being true. I, I I think if they get to the NFC Championship game, which is where I have them get, at least getting to, um, I think this will absolutely come true. Nate, is there anyone else on this list that you're seeing? Like Josh Allen, obviously the next favorite, because if he makes a run, he, he's going to be using his legs. Him, Miles Sanders, Joe Mixon, Hurts. And then it's like Singletary, Pollard, Pacheco like that's the next tier down so like I feel like like Christian McCaffrey feels like the heavy favorite and for plus 500 feels like a really good value to me is there someone else on that list that scares you uh Jalen Hurts would be the one because if Philly makes a deep run he's gonna use his legs a lot in these playoffs he's gonna have to um he's but he's really the only one I mean I, I don't think they're gonna do that to Josh Allen that's why they've got James Cook and Devin Singletary unless those two guys are not efficient 
Um, <clears throat> he's going to rush well. I just don't think he'll be the leading rusher. I think it's really between McCaffrey and Hertz. Okay. So you might be laying a little bit on Hertz as well, which that comes in right now at plus 1,000. So if you like that one, guys, take up Hertz on this. Albert asking, um, do we think Elijah Mitchell takes away production from CMC? I don't really think so, man. I don't think you go out like this is when Christian McCaffrey is somewhat healthy. He's dealing with a a low ankle, but he played a lot last week. I don't think he would have played as much last week if he was injured that seriously. This is why you go out and get a veteran like Christian McCaffrey. He's a dynamic playmaker through the air on the ground. I think we see a little bit of a change of pace here from Eli Mitchell, but I don't think it's enough to deter me from taking this bet here. Christian McCaffrey leads all playoff rushing plus 500 is my first one here, Nate. Um, Go ahead, Nate. Do you have one specific for this week or a future one that we should be looking at? So I stuck with all this week. I'm a, I'm an in the moment guy when there are games to be played. So sorry, I didn't go any futures, but I think you're going to like this one, Seth. Captain Christian Kirk lands his ship in the end zone. He's going to score a touchdown this weekend, Seth. Christian Kirk is going to catch a touchdown pass. Now, he had seven touchdowns through 10 weeks, but since week 10, he's only had the one. But we saw him get more involved last week against Tennessee, more involved than he's been in weeks, and he got a touchdown. This is for all the marbles. This is a Jacksonville team that wasn't supposed to make the playoffs. They were supposed to be way worse than they've been this year. And they're hot. And I think Christian Kirk is a big part of that. We've seen Zay Jones fade the last couple of weeks. I think he gets involved too. This is going to be a double-headed attack. It's going to be a heavy passing attack. They're going to run the ball as much as they can. And I think they can. I think I think they win this game. Maybe I'm crazy. But I really like no, Christian Kirk. I, I don't think you're crazy at all. I'm actually leaning <laughs> that way a little bit as well. I think I think the betting public is as well, joining you in that, Nate. So I like your anytime TD call here on Christian Kirk, plus 140 on DraftKings. Pretty yep. generous odds. I agree on that. Um, it, it, it's going to be a tough one. And, and the Chargers corners have not been great this season. That's one of their, their parts of the defense. Yeah. It's really let them down. Of course, Derwin James will be out there, but – with all the marbles on the line, I like plus one forty to uh, Christian Kirk. I believe that's a Saturday night game. If I'm a, if or Saturday afternoon or no, I think Saturday night game. It's a Saturday um, night game. So I'm going to move to my next bet here, and this is going to be my NFC Championship prediction here. I'm going to go chalk zone, and I'm referring to uh, a little bit of a play on words here. Back to it's an early 2000s Nickelodeon show, Chalk Zone. Had way too short of a run, if you ask me. It was a damn good show. Um, So I'm going to go with the chalk here. I'm taking Philly versus San Francisco 49ers plus 200 on DraftKings. Guys, I think this is a value. Obviously, I am taking the chalk here, but I'm looking around the NFC now, and I don't see a team. I thought the Vikings a couple weeks ago could do it, and it would have probably deterred me, but they just got smoked a couple weeks ago by the Packers, and I'm not even sure they, they make it past the Giants here in the first round. Nate, is there a team that can stop either Philly or San Francisco in the NFC? Because I don't see it, and I'm willing to bet it for plus 200 here. Uh, no, this is a this is a steal. I really can't believe it's plus 200. I can see plus like 110, 115, somewhere in that range. But this is the most likely outcome in the NFC. And at plus odds on the money line, you, you kind of have to put money on that. I, I like this call a lot, Seth. They're both going to be at home. They're two games if they can advance as well. So yep. I, I'm with it. Hooves is saying, uh, speaking facts on Chalk Zone. Let's go, baby. You know it. You know it. Um, Nate, I'll round us out here and I'll throw it back to you. I'm going to go with my Super Bowl pick here. 
And uh, I'm going to go episode V, Shiesty Strikes Back. Joe Burrow and the Bengals, they're getting back to the Super Bowl this year. Plus 450 right now on DraftKings. However, if you don't want to go with that, I would actually prefer taking, like, instead of putting a full unit on plus 450, I'm going to put half a unit on Bengals-Eagles plus 1,400, and then half a unit on Bengals 49ers plus 1600. You're getting better odds. So just break it in half because I really don't see anyone else coming out from the NFC. Nate, how do you feel about my call with Joe Burrow and the Bengals? I think what it comes down to me, and I talked about a little bit about this last night with you on Player Profiler, is that they have the best defense. I, I think the Chiefs, the Bills, the Bengals put all their offenses together. I think they're all elite. The Bengals have the best defense. They're going to get some guys back healthy here in the playoffs as well. The Bills are just too banged up. At the safety position, no Vaughn Miller. The Chiefs have not got their act together all year on the defensive side of the ball. I'm going Bengals here. This was, of course, your Super Bowl pick last year as well in the playoffs. Um, are you backing with the Bengals, or would you go a different direction here? You know, I, I've been back and forth on this for the last probably like three or four days because of what happened in Buffalo. And there's so much like emotion and charge on that team right now, but that stuff fades. And that said, the Bengals are just the better team. I think of the three, and I think you're right. They have the better defense and they, you've basically, you basically flipped me over the last 24 hours. Uh, I'm on Bengals now. I, I think this is a really good call. I, I like the money line on it. It's really great odds. They're kind of, I think they've turned into my AFC Super Bowl pick this year. Okay. W- would you prefer to take them straight up at plus 450 or maybe go with one of those Bengals Eagles or Bengals 49ers pairings that I was uh, mentioning earlier here? I'll do all three. Why not? Okay. Okay. So you got some confidence in the Bengals. I'd love to hear from the chat who you guys are taking for the Super Bowl right now. Um, it, the odds have changed quite a bit over the last couple of weeks. I just think like, Man, I'm excited to see what what Joe Burrow can do. This is such a balanced team overall. Zach Taylor has them fired up as well. So uh, excited to see that. Nate, go with your final bet here for wildcard weekend. Let's throw it back to that. um, Get out of futures here. So this one is New York Giants jonesing for more. I have made a 180 on Daniel Jones this year because I did not like him at the beginning of the season, but I've loved the growth this kid has shown. And on DraftKings, over one and a half passing touchdowns. I really, really like it. Uh, I I didn't put the odds down like a dummy as I was doing the show sheet. I believe it was in that plus 400 range, somewhere around there. I think he's going to throw a couple of touchdowns. They're not going to be able to run the ball as much. He's not going to be able to be nearly as mobile as he's been. I think he throws one to Slayton. I think we see one to Bellinger. I think this is a somewhat high-scoring game, and I think the Giants come out on top. And I like Daniel Jones for probably three touchdowns. Minnesota Minnesota defense has been absolutely atrocious against the past the last couple of weeks. So I would be on board for this. Um, again, not, not 100% sure what the odds are on this one. Um, but yeah, I, I would be on board for this. My only concern is maybe he does have seven rushing touchdowns on the year. So I could see him maybe using his legs once as well. Um, this is going to be a fun one, man. I think the Giants and Brian Dable by resting their starters, like I think that was smart, actually. Nate. I think that was a really good call by them. Look what happened to the Chargers. Play. I know you want momentum. I know you want to build that momentum. Um, but the Chargers lost Mike Williams possibly for this one, and that could be a huge loss. So 
I think the Giants resting Saquon, resting Daniel Jones, I think it's going to play into uh, possibly your Daniel Jones uh, anytime TD prop here, or double TD prop. Let's hope. All right, guys, we're going to go ahead and jump into the final section of the show. Um, we're going to jump into some ring of fire here. Uh, I do want to pull up who he's talking about his uh, Super Bowl pick. He's going 49ers Chiefs. I don't know, Hoove. I don't know, man. I don't believe in the Chiefs. Maybe that's just me being a hater. Um, I, I they have an easy they they could have an easy path the, the, with the first game and then possibly a not as difficult game in the second second game. But uh, we'll see what happens there, guys. Let's go ahead and jump into some Ring of Fire. Ladies and gentlemen, we got something real special planned for you tonight. This is the Ring of Fire, featuring our special guest, Kyle Scott. Now y'all, saddle up, strap in. We're going to have a real good time. All right, Ring of Fire, we are back, guys, and we are joined by a man who makes us sound good on the audio version of the podcast. Yes, we have an audio version of the podcast. If you guys haven't checked that out as well, it's on iTunes everywhere. Kyle, you are the man behind the mic. How are you doing tonight? How are you holding it down out there in Duburg? I'm doing fantastic, Seth. Thanks for asking. Uh, I'm very happy to be here. I'm happy to look at you guys. First time of the new year. It's like a meeting of the handsome club up in here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely. IBT, good vibes, good fantasy and betting advice. And of course, good faces as well. Kyle, we are playing Ring of Fire. This is a game we played a time or two back in our college days. And uh, it always led to, to, you know, some good times, some not so good times face down. You know, you know how it goes here, Nate. Um, Kyle, you want to explain the game here a little bit for uh, the listening audience, please? Yeah, so it's pretty easy because it's meant to be played by drunk people. So <laughs> uh, you got your deck of cards. You're going to pull a card. Whatever's on the card, I'm going to read a clue or a question or a prompt of some kind. And you're going to react, respond, answer, uh, that kind of thing. It's it's pretty simple. Pretty simple, pretty fun game. If you guys want to play along in the chat, you can definitely do that. Um, let's go ahead and flip the first card here, Kyle. It is Jack. What is the role for Jack? So Jack is never have I ever. Ooh. So that's a pretty fun, Ooh. easy game we all know how to play. I don't. I don't think we've ever actually got this one. We played. We've done this segment a couple of times. I don't think we've ever done this one. Um, Kyle, how many strikes should we do? Should we do two strikes or three? Yeah, let's do two. Okay. Okay. So basically, guys, we got to say something we've never done, hoping that the other people have done it to get one of their uh, strikes down here. Nate, do you want to start us off here? Sure. Why not? Um, let's see here. Never have I ever gone skydiving. You think Kyle and I? No, we haven't. No, no. I thought maybe Kyle. Dumb paragliding. Wow. Okay. That's that is really. How was that? How was that experience, Kyle? Uh, it was fun. Have you have you seen the guy? The video of the guy on I think it's on TikTok or Instagram, wherever paragliding, and the hawk lands on his foot. What? No way. They like they like they like float together, dude, for like 
four or five minutes. They're like in tandem with each other. And this hawk just comes up and lands on his feet. And he starts, he starts petting its tail. Wow. Okay. Okay. Like I'm not even, the guy's probably like four, three, 4,000 feet up in the air on his glide. Kyle, that's pretty dangerous too, isn't it? Paragliding. Um, Yeah. I don't know if I did paragliding. I did the one off the, on the boat. Like where you're parasailing. Oh, parasailing. Parasailing. Okay. I was about to say, damn, paragliding. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Um, What even was our question again? Never have. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. You went, you went, never have I ever. I'm going to go, never have I ever, never have I ever been to a professional football game outside of Heinz Field. Well, now wait a minute. That's not fair because I've never been to a game at Heinz Field. But uh, I've been sucks. to lots of Broncos games. Sucks. And you lost wait, one. You can pull that? Yeah, yeah, buddy. You can take personal shots. Wow. I don't think, Kyle, you've ever gone to a professional football game, have you? Um, No, I have. I went to a Ravens game one time. That's oh. random as hell, but okay. Yeah, yeah. My family was – I had family in uh, Baltimore for – a weekend or something okay know. kyle are you you're playing along with us here um go ahead yeah. and take nate out here or uh ask something else oh i got you guys uh never have i ever won uh uh never have i ever won first place in fantasy i don't think wow okay okay yeah I, i'm down to one here nate do you have any left no, I've won plenty of fantasy championships. Okay. All right. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, Nate, you lose this first round. Guys, let's go ahead and flip this next card, see what the next prompt is here, Kyle. So five is five guys. Uh, you don't have to eat a burger, but you do oh. have to pick the correct answer out of the five listed players. Let's go. So in honor of the college football championship that just happened we got uh which player did not go to tcu who is not a horn frog right horn toad what are they horn frogs yep that's correct all right ladanian tomlinson larry brown oh kenneth davis drew bledsoe Oh, those are good Andy ones. Andy Dalton. Oh, I know the answer. I know. What, what, what was the second name again, Kyle? Uh, Larry Brown. And then the third answer was Drew Bledsoe or Kenneth Davis. Man, that's tough. It's I. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Larry Brown. Who are you going with, Nate? Well, I'm going with Drew Bledsoe because he went to Washington State. Yes, he did, Nate. Oh, I, see, here's here's I I watched Drew Bledsoe play in college, so <laughs> that's fair enough. Fair enough, here, guys. Um, we we got here, uh, Dee Dee saying science fair and writing first place for her. So uh, good to hear that. Good to hear that, uh, Kyle. Let's go ahead and flip this next card here. What do we got for ten? So 10 is categories. So this is a classic. Ooh. This is a holdover from the original game. Uh, instead, baby. A category, and then you just have to keep going until you can't. 
or you mess up. Let's Usually go. Someone will say duplicate. Okay. Nate, you want to pick the category for us? I do. I'm just trying to think of one you guys can't get because I'm old and you're young. Oh, 90s grunge bands. Oh, Jesus. Okay. All right. Um, go ahead and start us out, Kyle. Mud Honey. Ooh, nice one. <laughs> Does Nirvana count? Yeah. Pearl Nirvana, Jam. Nirvana, baby. Let's go. I you're said Pearl, um, Pearl Jam. Does uh do, does meat puppets count? Can meat puppets Absolutely. Count? Oh yes, they count. The foo? The foo. <laughs> the foo? There's no band called the foo. The foo fighters. <laughs> the foo fighters, bro. Okay, foo fighters. Yes, they count. They count. Yeah, let's go. All right. You're up. Helmet. Um Sonic Youth. Yes. Kyle, you got good taste in music. Oh, thank shoot. you. Well, uh, Third Eye Blind. <laughs> no, okay. Kyle, vote on this one. Are they? They were no. I don't think that. Third Eye Blind. No, I was. Uh-huh. I was just trying to name any '90s band I could think of. So I'll take the L there, gentlemen. <laughs> All right, we're gonna flip this next card. Good topic there, here, Nate. Three, Kyle. What is three for us? Uh, three is me. Answer a question about yourself. So the question is, what is something you have planned for 2023 that you're most looking forward to? So uh, quickly to recap this last question, just catching up in the chat here. Brad saying just throw two two random words together to make a band name and, and say it with conviction. The Puzzle Monsters. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, and then Didi pointing out Alice in Chains. Yeah, don't know how I don't yes. think of that one. Yeah. That is a good one. Right? I would have gotten Allison Chains next. Um, one of my favorites. All right. So, Kyle, question again one more time for uh, for card number three. Yeah. What are you most looking forward to in 2023 that you have planned? Nate, you're a travel man. You travel the world with your son and your wife. Where are you heading to in 2023 um, now? Especially, like, it's a pretty dope time in the world. No uh, no COVID-19. I mean, still COVID-19, but, you know, not what not it was a couple of years ago. So we can rip right. around, have a good time. We actually have two fun things planned. I'm about to go on a cruise in, like, three weeks. <sighs> Stressful. Still got to pack. Um, so the, we're looking forward to a cruise, and we're going to Mexico in July again. Where's the cruise at, Nate? What's the cruise? So we fly into Houston and then Port and Galveston, and then we go to Honduras and Coast of Maya, Mexico and Cozumel, Mexico. Okay. I wish Brad, those are really long, expensive cruises. (laughs) What, what cruise line you taking here, Nate? Royal Caribbean, man. First time on Royal Caribbean. This is my third different cruise line. I've been on three cruises in my life. So what other cruise lines have you been on? Can you recommend any of them? Uh, Disney cruises are fun. <clears throat> I just wish Even I was a little for bit adults? older. I would, yes, for adults, they're awesome. For little kids, they're awesome. But when you're 19, it kind of sucks. Um, carnivals, a budget cruise. I've heard that. I have heard that. I, I didn't know if that was true or not. There was a lady going on like a TikTok rant, like defending carnival. So, um, carnival's fine. Carnival's fine. It, it, it could have been worse. Nobody yeah. got COVID. I mean, yeah, you know, it was 2017, but. Still, nobody got COVID. How much is a cruise? How much is a cruise, would you say, for like a week? Like a, like a, a, a cheaper cruise, would you say, Nate? Uh, we One spent person. 
on our for one person like per person i guess yeah i think it was like 1200 a piece when we went and that was 2017 i couldn't tell you now our in-laws are taking my in-laws my family is taking me they're not my in-laws who am i kidding there we go there we go interesting okay I like I like cruises, man. I I've never been on one, but I like the idea of it. Uh, let oh. us know in the chat. Have you guys been on cruises? Would love to know your guys' experience. What you recommend? Um, I've always been afraid. I've actually always been afraid to go on a cruise because I feel like I'd be the guy to fall overboard. To be honest, like that, dude, Kyle, it's, you, you bro, know, it's Kyle, nearly I'm a, impossible. I'm a little bit of a clumsy fella, you know that, Kyle. So like, I could see myself getting a little hammed up, mixing it up at the cocktail bar, you know. All you know, it is like you can get all inclusive drinks. I think that would do me over. I'd see myself overboard. I don't know if you live from that. Kyle, any thoughts here on cruises or uh, your boy here overboarding? Uh, no, I don't think you would fall. I think Katie or someone else would probably like save you before that happened. They would okay. you get steered away from the okay. edge before you fall. But if you did fall, you're screwed. That's like you die pretty much. Oh, don't you? You're, that's it's a long fall. And when you hit water like that at that speed, it's like basically hitting concrete. Oh, no doubt. It's not good. You probably <laughs> also get like wrapped up in the propellers well, and stuff. So what's wild is the boat we're on is like 18 stories. Wow. That's crazy. Absolutely crazy. We got Eric in the chat saying cruises. Good to see you tonight, Eric. Appreciate you tuning in, man. Uh, cruises, crazy good values. And then we have Hoob saying, I've been on Amtrak. Does that count? Dude, we took the train from New York City to Boston out of Penn station underneath Madison square garden, 10 out of 10 recommend. It's the best four hours I've ever been on a train. Interesting. I've, I took a, I took an Amtrak one time from Johnstown, Pennsylvania. So very Western ghetto, Pennsylvania, all the way to New York city. I enjoyed it. I worked the whole time. The Wi-Fi was a little spotty. Didn't really enjoy that, but I was able to write. Um, I missed my Amtrak on the way home though. And it was a nightmare getting home. Then I had to take a bus from Harrisburg back to, to – and then they left me in State College when I didn't live in State College at that point. I had like a sketchy. They're like, yeah, another bus is going to come get you. Thankfully, someone did, but it was just – I got on – it was terrible. Terrible experience. Um, <laughs> Hoove is saying Amtrak is awful, no, Nathan. It depends what you do. Depends what you do, Hoove. Kyle, do you have any Amtrak experience, brother? I don't. I've never taken a train. Uh, I've thought about it a lot. Um, every time I thought about traveling for a while, I was like, oh, maybe I'll take a train. Maybe I'll do the Amtrak. But it's just kind of like inconvenient to really do it. So I've never I've never been on an Amtrak. In Pennsylvania, you at least have to go to be, be going to like very specific destinations, I feel like. Um, I might be taking the Amtrak later this year, actually, and the thing I'm looking forward to coming up, and that's actually um, planning a trip out to possibly see Jen and Nate go to the NFL draft on our time out there as well, um, link up with some other creators in the in the space. And I'm thinking about taking the Amtrak from Elizabethtown, where my aunt and uncle live, post up there, leave my car at their house, take the Amtrak from there into Philly, catch a flight out of Philly uh, to go meet up with Nate and Jen. So that might be happening. Might be trying That's the Amtrak true. again. Hopefully, I don't miss the train this year on the way back, but we will see <laughs> what happens. Um, much rather get stranded in New York than Philly. When I got stranded last time, at least Katie was there, and we had a couple cocktails to pass the time, you know. So uh, here we got uh, Brad saying, a lot of these words you guys are saying mean nothing to this Aussie. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Wow, I have zero idea about city name. Yeah, okay, th that's fair. He said he has zero zero idea about city names. Completely understandable. Um, we're talking about bottom redneck Western Pennsylvania towns, Brad. So uh, Nate might not even know where we're coming from here. Um, I know. Yeah. So guys, I'm looking forward to the NFL draft. I, I Nate, I hope we can do that trip. I got to book tickets here soon while they still uh, remain pretty cheap here. Um, but I'm excited to come out, see Colorado for a little while, experience some of the fine things Colorado has out there, if you know what I mean. And well, uh, we were we were voted worst city to raise a family in recently. <laughs> so out of 151 qualifying cities, so are you that excited to come out here, Seth? It's hey, dangerous. I'm not raising a family though. I'm I'm coming out for about That's true. You know, five to seven days. We'll venture over to Kansas City. I've always wanted to see the plains of Kansas. No idea why. Read a lot of Buffalo <laughs> Bill as a kid, so I'm excited to see that. Hey, experience. we can go see Buffalo Bill's grave. It's not that far from our house. Let's do it, baby. I'm in. I'm in with that. Kyle, do you have anything uh, you're looking forward to here in uh, 2023? Yeah. Uh, the two baseball teams that I like are going to be playing on my birthday. Ooh. Uh, they're playing each other on my birthday, so I'm going to be seeing that. Uh, the Mets and Mariner, you're interested. And so uh, they're both going to be good for the first time in my life at the same time. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, it's just going to be really exciting. Uh, going to get to go see the Mets uh, maybe lose uh, like I always do. There we go. There we go. Hey, it makes sense, man. Um, in New York, correct? I'll be in New York. Yep. They're going to be in Queens. Okay. That's yeah. Awesome. Queens is dope. Queens is really dope. I, I went on a trip to Queens once. I love it. It's a little nook of New York if you get in the right neighborhood. Um, so love Queens. Guys, let's go ahead and flip the last card here. Maybe we'll do one more. We'll see. We'll see how much everyone wants to hang out with us tonight. Uh, we got King here. Kyle, what is King? King is king of the times. Everyone answers a question about the current time of year. So what was your favorite song that came out last year? Oh, oh, I got it. Okay, I'm going to take us first. I'm going to go Good Day by Mike. Mike with a period, just Mike, formerly known as Mike Stud. Great song. Gets me, like, honestly, just put it on throughout your workday. Put it on early in the morning. It gets the vibes going, you know. I'm flowing. I'm going. Mike, good day. You'll have a good day. It's on a lot of my playlists this season. One of my top five songs in my uh, apple music uh end of the year chart so i'm going good day by mike seriously guys check it out like I, I think a lot of his music is like good vibes and feeling good and that's what we're about here at ibt so i'm going mike here uh good day kyle nate either you have a uh, your favorite song of 2022 pulled up nate do you listen to music that's come out in the last year i'm currently googling 2022 album releases because wow i, I know there's I, well the thing is i know there's stuff i've liked but like my brain has been football since like strictly football since the beginning of august so when do, i get do it you right, listen like, to music when you work nate mm -hmm. yeah okay. when i listen to like familiar stuff like deftones nirvana wu-tang misfits okay. stuff like that nate, nate's throwing it back he doesn't want to be experimenting with stuff kyle do you have a favorite song from 2022 here i know you also are kind of a throwback genre type of guy uh yeah no i mean i listen to some bands that are like still making music today i listen to uh active bands unlike some people nate i was trying to find a, a song but I was then I was gonna say the album because I can't find like a specific song, 
And I don't know. We'll take the album. Uh, so it's by an Australian punk band called The Chats. Let's uh, go, Brad. <laughs> they're Brad, really good, baby. Brad. You should see them if you have a chance. The Chats, I'm sure you know about them. Australia's <laughs> not that big, huh? Uh, the album's called Get Fucked. <laughs> Dude, punk bands, I, punk bands have the best album titles. They're really good, too. They're, they're a lot of fun. Well, how would you describe their style, Kyle? Like skate punk? Uh, like, are they more like a like speed punk? Like, no, fast I don't know. Punk? Kyle can define are we going punk, like Dead Kennedys, Misfits, where it's like that horror political punk? No, it's, it's kind of like goofy punk. They're like, it's very like sarcastic and fun and like goofing around. Have uh, you heard of Have you heard of Gutter Mouth? <laughs> no. Well, you should if you like if you like it's, that kind of punk rock. Check okay. out a band called that's Gutter like, Mouth. That's like the that album comment is earlier monkey. from Brad, who literally said, "Put two names together, Gutter, <laughs> Gutter Punk." Bro, you have no idea how weird the late '90s punk scene was. Yeah, it sounds awful. That, that's no, it was, why it was awesome. 2022 music. Does anyone in the chat have a recommendation here uh, for 2022 music that they enjoyed? Brad, any any feedback here on Kyle's? Uh, if Brad's still with us, any feedback on Kyle's favorite uh, song of 2022 or album? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's get fucked. Oh, get fucked. Okay, sorry. Um, Nate, anything anything final to add, or we're just gonna say that you don't listen to 2022 music? I guess I didn't listen. I mean, I did actually. I see. Here's what. Here's the problem: is that I listened to Drake's "Honestly Nevermind" album. I was like, okay, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do it. It was awful, dude. That's yeah. Drake's awful now. You can't it be listening to Drake. Awful. Come nobody on. Told, everybody told me Drake's great. Drake's no, great, no, guy. Drake was great like ten years ago, bro. You missed that train, dog. Uh, we, we got a. Uh, we got Brad saying, "Not my favorite music, but it's not it's not terrible." Referring oh, to uh, referring to Kyle's Australian <laughs> music. Um, what was the title one more time, Kyle, of that album? Get fucked. Get fucked. All right, get fucked. There. Um, we we got uh, <laughs> got Brad saying, "Kyle just listening to the yeah. song." They say, "Jeez, I can't." Yeah. All right, um, let's flip one more card here, guys. We'll round it out tonight with this. Appreciate everyone tuning in. If you guys are tuning in for the first time, please subscribe to the channel. We got fantasy football goodness, some nonsense al- along the way. Kyle, have we done five yet? I think we have, yeah, right? We just, yeah, we did. All right, let's flip that one. Let's go. Have we done nine? No, nine. Nine is uh, nine times out of ten. So it felt... It feels like nine times out of ten, the most popular toy on Christmas morning is a video game console. How many consoles can you name that have come out since the 90s? Oh. Oh. Should we go first? You take the 90s and as far as you you can know, and then I'll go after that. That's the... Okay. Yep. Go for it. Okay. So we have... Since the 90s, since the oh crap, okay, since the 90s, so we've got Super Nintendo, okay, um, Sega Dreamcast, Nintendo Wii, Nintendo Switch, the Nintendo 64, 
the Nintendo GameCube, PlayStation 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5, Xbox, Xbox 360. Wow, that's pretty good. Xbox One. Nate's running away with it. Xbox One. What else? I know there's some I'm missing. Wii? Do you say the Wii and the Switch? Oh yeah, I own a, I own a Wii. I think I, we pretty much got all the consoles, didn't we? What was the sure. not the Switch? What was the one before the Switch? The Nintendo one. Oh, PlayStation Wii U, Wii U. And what was the PlayStation one? Uh, there was My a, old yeah, there was the PSP, PSP, but that that's a handheld. Yes, PSP. There's that PSP counts as like the, the Switch, the Game Boys, and the DSs. I think I think that pretty much uh i think that pretty much covers it honestly um albert saying psp in the chat gamecube albert saying as well brad saying uh ibt brought to you by nintendo i, I want to go that far there braddy uh if they want to pay us kyle is there any one we missed that we didn't talk about any of the consoles uh i don't think so nate pretty much covered all the bases nate that was, was impressive bro you didn't only name old consoles you also named new consoles well, it's pretty easy because it's like PlayStation it 1, 2, easy. 3, 4, 5. Yeah, I then, guess that. It, but then I had a roommate who was really into video games right before I met Jen, and he had like the little PSP. We had the GameCube. He had the PlayStations, and then it just kind of went from there. There we go. There we go. Well, I can't thank you guys enough for tuning in, uh, for, for hanging out with us tonight. It's been so awesome to talk a little fancy football, have some fun, do a little hijinks there in Ring of Fire, also going over our best bets. I'm thinking we're going to cash out some of them, Nate. I'm excited to see what happens here. I appreciate you bringing your analysis in the short term and in the long term as we talked about some of those futures as well. Um, guys, stay tuned with us here on IBT Media. Uh, we got content coming out here. Uh, still pretty frequently during the off season. Uh, going to have columns, some articles coming out on the website over here on the YouTube. You can expect us continuing on through Tuesday nights, 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. And then also uh, normally before this show starting next week will be 8.30 p.m. Eastern time will be our uh, DFS golf show with our, with our guys over there on the 19th hole, Connor Coughlin and Bo McBrayer. Just a couple weeks after that as well, we got NASCAR rolling off the back road. Me, my guy Elliot, Rod Villa Gomez, and the full NASCAR betting community that we're so tight with over there. So want to thank you, Kyle, uh, hanging out with us, being our uh, host of the game show. And uh, Nate, thank you as always for riding shotgun, guys. We'll be back here next week. Until then, everyone, keep it in between. Thanks so much. Your destination for both some feel-good lifestyle advice and some fancy football advice. 